Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, And tonight, our topic is going to be an interesting one because it's what can you do when sex isn't interesting anymore? And we usually talk about, you know, having great orgasms and having this and having that on this show. For those of you who are brand new, there's lots of episodes in the um, in the archives that you can check out. Lots of great tips and tools for having even greater orgasms, having orgasms, all kinds of stuff. And then there's also this uh, whole factor that comes in when you kind of go to, oh, I'm not really interested anymore. So what do you do with that? So first of all, um, for those of you who don't know me, and we will get into that, for those of you who don't know me, um, I my name is Milica and I work with bodies uh, regularly. It's like my um, regular job that I do. I do somatic body work on bodies. I do energy work. Uh, what a lot of the work that I offer is to allow bodies to have more ease and you know, when bodies have ease, people can have more movement, not just in their bodies, but in their life. Like, things actually start to move. It's a really funny thing that I've watched. It's like when things start to get um, uh, quiet or not moving or things aren't moving forward in your life, even if you start to physically move forward, you might notice that other things will start to move forward in your life. A lot of times, uh, what I've noticed is that bodies are very connected uh, with what the energies are that are going on for you. So, you know, if you're tired, it's kind of like, what are you tired of? If you're not moving forward, you know, it's like if you start to physically move forward, will that actually get other things in your life moving forward? So something to play with, you know. Um, and for those of you, again, uh, who've never checked out my website, um, even though you might have listened to this show, check it out. Um, it's basically my name. So if you if you're on the station right now, uh, under my profile, you'll see my name, Milica Jelenic, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C. So it's myname.com. And um, yeah, check out my website. There's lots of uh, information on there about me, about my biography, who I am, what I'm doing. Um, one of the things is that I have a degree, have a BA with, that has an emphasis in psychology, it's really funny, actually, just uh, about a week ago, I was going through a bunch of uh, stuff, and I found, uh, amongst many things, I found some old pictures of myself, but I also found my transcripts from university, you know, and, and I I was like, oh, wow, I took a lot of interesting courses. Now, I remember a lot of the ones that I took had a lot to do with sex and history and uh, sexuality. Um, there were other ones I'd completely forgotten that I'd taken. 
And there were some that I was amazed that it even graduated because I looked at my marks and went, holy Toledo. Like, uh, Then I compared it to my high school marks and I was like, wow, I was like an A student in high school. How did I create that pile of mess in university? Amazing I even got out. How does it get any better than that? So yeah, I it was fun, <laughs> and uh, it was it was quite the thing to kind of look at my grades and go. It's interesting to me that I am now like talking to people about sex and bodies, um, facilitating them to have more ease in their lives. You know, essentially like working with people through everything that limits them, whether that's physically or emotionally. Um, and yet, some of my very worst grades in university. Uh, were psychology grades. Hilarious, but that was my emphasis. So there you go. Maybe if I didn't make it significant, I would have done a lot better in it. Maybe I should have just studied Russian and sex or sex with Russians. It might have just been a lot better. So, um, okay, I really did a digression there. And I'd like to get back on topic. So how does it get any better than that? What, What can you do when sex isn't interesting anymore? You know, first things first, what if it's not such a big deal? You know, like we really can make it like, oh my God, I'm not interested in sex. I must be dying. This is terrible. So, you know, I personally, I've run the gamut of being highly sexually charged in my life to thinking I'd likely never desire it again. I remember that uh, after I had my daughter, I was really like willing to pretty much, you know, put on that chastity belt, uh, lock it up, throw away the key. I was totally cool with the thought of that. And also, I was really cool, even before I had my daughter, I was really cool with the thought of being austere and uh, giving it up to God. Like, it wasn't, um, I really wanted to do something that was going to contribute to the planet. And if that meant giving up sex for me, then I was like ready to do that. If that was going to change things, if that was going to, make me more aware and connected spiritually and, you know, have God love me more than I was going to do that. Um, and then I had my daughter. <laughs> so guess what? I had sex. Um, my body did. I think I was there too. And yes, I was there. I was very aware actually of when I got pregnant. So, um, yeah, I've, I've really gone through like being like highly, highly sexually charged, like wanting to have sex with everybody that walked by to like wanting to run away from it. Um, and if I were to look at that in my life and I would go, oh, that was hormonal. It was not really. It was for me, it was something completely different. It was things going on um, energetically, even on the planet, um, other things going on in my life that were really you know, when I was really thinking, oh, I'll just give it up for God, um, I was really with somebody that I really wasn't interested in being with as a, you know, this person that I wasn't interested in being with. And so my sex drive was just like, eh, forget about it. Um, uh, I chose to have sex with him at least one more time in between that and not wanting to have sex with him after my daughter. So that's how my daughter came about. And... So, but it's not, um, it's not a wrongness. It's like an awareness. My body was aware. And instead of being aware, I started trying to justify it. I started trying to figure out, um, you know, you know, what was wrong with me? Because, you know, maybe I had a hormonal problem. Maybe, oh, and it wasn't a hormonal problem. So maybe I, I had a spiritual problem. Um, if it wasn't a spiritual problem, then what the heck is this? And I'll just judge the crap out of me. Maybe I'm not attractive. Maybe 
um, my partner thinks I'm gross or so I had a lot going on that was like uh, energies that weren't really enticing my body to wake up and smell the coffee and smell the crotches and have a good time my body was not like woohoo this is fun so it wasn't fun and for a while I really felt like I was maybe possibly the least sexual sexy possibly the most unattractive person on the planet I was pretty pretty close to convinced of that um and and I don't have that now, so like don't go into like, oh my god, that's so sad. Like please please don't like feeling bad for me. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm just letting you know that this stuff can change. Uh how do I know that? Because it's changed for me. That's why I know that. Um and I've used tools I've used tools from excess consciousness and I've used tools from other modalities that I've I've also worked with other um, you know, things that work for me. So Lots of different, there's lots of different tools out there. Um, and I'm going to give you some today. I'm going to give you like 15. I made a list for you. And um, I might actually get this list put out. Um, I'll see if I can get this as an article on A to Zen. So, what, um, so one of the things too is like I really, when I was feeling like that, when I wasn't really feeling attractive and I was feeling really not sexual, I really didn't have many tools to change that. So I just kept on tumbleweeding into more of it. Um, and I was going to therapy at the time, but my therapy wasn't really geared towards looking at my self-esteem in that way. It was like looking at other stuff like, you know, trauma and, you know, anxiety and all kinds of other things. But for some reason, self-esteem never really came into it. And I what I became aware of is that I really didn't want to um, say it out loud to anybody because I felt like if I said, I'm so ugly, everybody would go, yeah, you are. So I really wasn't willing to say it. And then when I could finally, um, when I finally had some tools to receive judgment, I could start to say things out loud and go, Hey, yeah, I felt really unattractive most of my life. That's interesting. And and even at the time when I had the tools, I started to, when I started to get the tools, I could still say it out loud. I could still I could start to receive that. Wow, I acknowledge that I actually think I'm unattractive. And through acknowledging that, it's actually changed a lot. And now I can look at pictures of myself sometimes and go, Wow, that's pretty darn good. Look at that, like that. You know, it's not 24 hours a day I'm I'm in that energy, and I'm moving more towards it. So, you know, um, it's not the praise of others that's going to get you that. It's it's really you. Um, if you choose it, it's really you um, starting to be able to acknowledge where uh, what you're hiding from you, because we hide stuff from ourselves all the time. We're masters of it. Um, those hide-and-go-seek games we play that we never even realize we're playing. So, you know, the tools are great. Um, and being willing to judge my... Being willing to acknowledge that I'm judging myself. Hey, I'm judging myself. Hey, that's an interesting choice. And, you know, being willing to, to receive judgments of others. And when I say that, it's, you know, I wasn't willing to even receive somebody go, nice dress, I like your hair. Uh, that's a judgment. I wasn't willing to receive somebody go, that dress looks awful on you. What the heck were you thinking with that hairstyle? 
you know, all of those judgments. I wasn't willing to receive any of them. So when when you are uh, not willing to receive anything from you, what starts to occur is that you will start to shut you down. And when you start to shut you down, it's not just your self-esteem that goes psych. So everything starts to go. You, it's like your energy becomes really, really small. Um, and then you start to hide from you. You start to hide from the world. And guess what? When you're hiding all that and you're hiding all of you, uh, you're hiding all of your sexiness too. So you're hiding it from yourself and you're hiding it from others. So how... Um, you know, how fun is that for you? Like, if you're enjoying hiding it from everybody, keep choosing it. If if it really doesn't work for you, we have some tools to start to change that. So how amazing is it that we live on a planet right now that there are so many. You know, I could tell you like 25, 30 years ago when I was a teenager and I started to look at healing books, uh, I think Louise Hay at the time had one book out, Heal Your Body, Heal Your, Li- Heal Your Life. I think I was 16 and I got this little book. It was like the size of a pamphlet, very concise information, you know. Um, I think at the time Deepak Chopra had two books out maybe. Uh, it's amazing what, you know, the amount of information that's become available over the last few years, um, 20 years or 30 years, you know. We have, and all of these people, all these authors, they all have great tools. You know, one of my very favorite authors uh, of all time is Byron Katie, and she has, like, this great method of asking four questions. And I found the four questions phenomenal, which her method of questioning um, actually is what got me curious about the tools of access consciousness. And they just have a lot more questions, different questions, and those questions really work as well. So, you know, Access Consciousness also has millions of books, too, with lots and lots of tools. Um, So if you're somebody who likes reading, you know, check them all out. Like, check out all these great books with great tools. And the thing is, you can have a tool. You can have it sitting on your shelf. You can have it in your tool belt. You can have it in a bucket. You can have it, you know, in your toolbox. Now, if if you've got them all just sitting there and you never open the toolbox, you never you know, put on the tool belt, you never take it off the shelf, you never actually use these tools, uh, you might as well just give them away. So are you willing to have the tools and use them too? I have friends who are always like, I have lots of tools. Great. Will you use them, please? Thank you. Thank you. Please use your tools. Start using them because really that is uh, the kind of the key to creating the change. So when we come back from this fabulous break, I'm going to start with the 15 and great tips and tools to start um, to start looking at what to do when sex isn't interesting anymore when we come back. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić. And just before break, I was uh, discussing with you guys, you know, um, what to do. You know, I was mentioning that I'm going to get some tips and tools out for you for what to do when sex isn't interesting anymore. So for those of you who have been listening from the top of the show, um, I did mention this at first. And the number one thing for me is a, number one, don't judge you for that. So if you are going, oh my God, there must be something so wrong with me that I'm not feeling pumped every time I see a penis or a vagina or some nudity or get rubbed up and down by something. Or, you know, if if you're, you know, judging the crap out of you, that's just going to continue to create more of the crap. So... A, don't judge you for it. And it's not, what if it's actually not a problem that you're not uh, sexually turned on? We're going to go through this, so you're going to kind of get where I'm coming from. So let's start with don't judge you for it. What if it's just that? Like, what if it's just, hey, right now, my libido's not flying high. What if it's just different than it was before? Because it can change. A lot of things can change. Even what turns you on can change. So we're going to keep on going a little with this. So what if there's nothing wrong with not having an interest in sex? You know, there are lots of people in the world who that's like so not interesting to them. You know, sometimes women after they've had children are not interested in having sex. Sometimes guys are too. They're just really tired and they're not really interested in hearing more babies cry. And their body is like, well, I'm just going to not have an erection because I don't want to create more of those crying babies. You know, there can be a number of factors um, where possibly your body is just not interested in sex. 
Now, is it the end of the world if you're not interested in sex? No, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> Just making sure you're aware of that. You know, you know, would it be the end of the world if you weren't interested in cleaning your toilet? No, because you know what? Maybe somebody else can clean your toilet for you. And if you're not interested in sex with your partner, maybe somebody else is. So there you go. See how it's just like cleaning toilets? It's like exactly like cleaning toilets. Anyhow, thank you. That woke you guys up because I said toilets and compared it to sex. And that just had you all go, what? So number two is acknowledge that your energy may be flowing to other things. You know, if you're finding that you are doing a lot, a lot, a lot of work, maybe, what if you are, you know, if you're, if you've got a lot of work going on, if you find your energies being diverted to other things, you know, if you've been on airplanes for the last three weeks straight doing layovers and stopovers and, you know, the energy may be going to the travel or to your endeavors. Your energy could be going to cleaning your house. It could be going to creating your business. It's not that your energy is limited. However, we tend to like somehow sometimes put put a lot of um, force or um, like uh, intensity behind things. So then we, instead of having the energy um, flow to multiple sources of things, we think, oh, I have to focus on my business. I have to, and we'll put like 18, 20 hours a day into this. And then, you know, your body is like, yeah, okay, good. Um, I've done all this, uh, you know, I've done all this creating all day. I don't have this creative energy for sex you know it's it's not limited and there is uh, more awareness to come so but acknowledge that your energy may be flowing to something else right now and you're not choosing to have it broadbanded to all things and you know what that is totally okay are you willing to be in allowance of that and not judge you for having your energy focused on something whether somebody calls you a workaholic, oh, you're a workaholic, I never see you, we can't have sex because you're a workaholic, or whatever that happens to be, you know, oh, you're a travelholic, you're an alcohol, whatever it is, there may be something that's completely absorbing you um, and your time and your energy, and that, and you may be creating your life that way because you're avoiding sex with that person, that's possible, um, so it's good to just acknowledge where you're at with that. Is your energy flowing to other things? And if so, are you cool with that? And not to judge it, so it's totally cool if your energy is flowing to other things. And have you created your life that way um, because that works for you? So number three is you can ask yourself, is this something that requires changing? Right? So it, does it require change? And if you get a big yes for it being required to change, you can ask, what is required to change it? You know, that could be so many things. So it could be something as simple as, oh, my libido's down, but oh, wow, I just saw the most gorgeous flower. And then I smelled it and my whole body got turned on. You know, what is it? 
um, what is required to change it. It could be petting a kitty. It could be walking on the street. It could be going, um, you know, in a bath, like whatever it is for you. So ask, what is required to change this? It might not come to you right away. It might not come to you in a day. But I'm telling you, that information will show up. And if you're willing to listen to the whispers in the wind, and if you're willing to be aware of subtle energies and not-so-subtle energies, um, you will get that information. You know, it may be you may be watching TV and it jumps out at you. You may be reading a magazine. Somebody might say something in a restaurant and you're, you know, peaked and you turn around and you're like, oh, it's that, that thing that they're talking about. That's what could change it for me. Yeah, that that electrode they're talking about, I could shove that in my ear and that's going to get me going. Like whatever, whatever excites you. Uh, sometimes it's the most bizarre things. Like maybe you're interested in using the vegetables for foreplay. I don't know, but if you haven't heard about it or thought about it, and when you do finally hear about it or think about it, it starts to get your juices flowing again. So if it does require a change, what is required to change it? Number five, do you like it? Like, do you actually like not having a libido right now? Sometimes it might be working in your favor. My mom is hilarious when... We have people come into the office, particularly gentlemen who come in for radionic sessions because that's something else I do, um, which is like electrohomeopathy. A lot of them uh, will kind of give us this like side talk where it's like, hey, do you work on um, all kinds of issues? And my mom's like, erectile dysfunction. And they're like, how did you know? How do we know? It's every man who ever asks us, do you work on all kinds of things, is always asking about erectile dysfunction. So um, my mom's question to them, and I find this hilarious but accurate and true, is does your wife actually want to have sex with you? And they're usually like, yeah, she does. And the wife is standing behind them, no, shaking her head, no, no, I don't. Oh, my God, you just, like, let out my biggest secret. Oh, no. So got to really find out do you actually like not having libido is it working in your favor um and if you do just be like hey get on me i've created this i've created the no libido lifestyle and it's working for me living no libido loca cuz that's what i can do so you can you know create the life you desire and if it's living no libido loca you just choose that and create that cuz you can so number 5 uh, number five was, yes, do you actually like it? So if you're being totally vulnerable with yourself and you get that you like not being interested in sex, just know that. You don't have to really do much about it other than acknowledge it. And then through acknowledgement, then, you know, if you choose to change it, go for it. Sometimes just acknowledging it can change a lot. And sometimes acknowledging it can be like, ooh, I got my dirty little secret I'm actually not interested in sex. Ha ha, I'm not telling you. I'm just going to pretend my libido's gone. And it works in your favor. You know, I've watched like couples of all ages do that sort of thing. And I kind of go, wow, okay, I guess that's a just for you, just for fun. You have no libido. Oak, oak, whatever makes you happy. So, again, not a wrongness. And number six, 
Number six, sometimes your body is going through things physiologically. Like we actually can have physiological things showing up. You know, maybe you've had surgery. Maybe you've had given birth. Maybe your body has got some things going on in the endocrine system where, you know, your hormones are changing or shifting or high or low or affecting things so that um, your body actually isn't physiologically ready to be turned on. But you know what's cool about bodies? Bodies can heal. So if it is physiological, there are lots of options out there. Anything from uh, like, uh, what are they called, nutraceuticals or something. They're like hormones that are fairly like close to real. There is like yam stuff you can use for women. There's stuff that men can use to raise their testosterone. There's a lot of stuff out there. I'm not going to get into that because I think I actually did a show all about that in itself. Um, and if you do require information, Googleize it because it's fun to Googleize things. So if it is physiological, um, you know, and your body, you know, physiologically, sometimes our bodies are really cute and they're just like, hey, I haven't seen Dr. Wallenstein for like a year and he's really cute and I just want to go see Dr. Wallenstein. And so your body will create something to get you to see Dr. Wallenstein because your body is actually turned on by the doctor. Just saying, like weird shit happens. So does your body actually desire seeing the doctor the doctor themselves, maybe your body's turned on by the doctor. Does your body like to go to the doctor because it gets attention the one time it gets looked at? What is it about it? Like possibly, for example, my dad loves going to doctors. He gets a lot of attention going to doctors. So he goes to a doctor like weekly. He has like 15 specialists for everything from like eyelashes to toenails. He has a specialist for it, and he loves his doctors, knows them by name, knows their children's names, knows when their birthdays are probably, has been friends with them for like ever, so or at least thinks he is. And so for him, it's like a real social outing, and he thoroughly enjoys it, and he thoroughly enjoys telling them that he's not going to do what they say, and then he goes back, and then he's like, thank you, doctor, but I'm not going to do what you asked. Like, he just has a funny relationship with them. So if your body gets turned on by that, likes going to see the doctor, having some fun with the doctor, messing around with the doctor. Hey, cool, go do it. Go have fun. So so uh, we're on, when we come back, actually, we're going to head to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the next ones in the lineup from 7 to 15 on tips and tools on what to do when sex is not interesting anymore. When we come back from break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. 
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.FM. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić. And thank goodness I have a list in front of me because during the ad, I got totally sidetracked. And I started thinking of songs like, you know that song, Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend? I was thinking I could change the lyrics to, Hello, body, my old friend. I've come to talk to you again. Okay, that was my sidetrack, and you guys are welcome. I know my singing voice is starting to improve. It's almost not horrifying my daughter anymore. She used to, like, cry, like, a year or two ago. Please, Bobby, don't sing. Okay, but that's just a little song. Hello, Bobby, my my old friend. I've come to talk to you again. I think that was one of my points that I'm going to get to. So, number seven, what is your body aware of? On this episode of The Pleasure Zone, we're going to talk about what your body is aware of. Is it possible that your sexual playmate has something funky going on in their nether regions? Is your body saying, body, don't give me an erection. They have a funky infection. What does your body know? Because what if your body is responding to their body? Your body knows stuff. Your body is not stupid. Your body knows things. So I'm telling you, if your body is like, no, I don't want an erection. That woman's got a stinking infection. Or that guy's got a stinking infection. Whatever, whatever you're into, it's cool. Bodies know Bodies know, bodies know, and there's so many times that you could actually have your libido just like, you know, you think you're turned on, your libido gets shot to heck, and you're like, what's going on? But if you actually started to ask questions, you're like, oh, body, what are you aware of? Oh, that person's on the verge of syphilis. Oh, my God, I'm so glad I didn't choose that. How smart are you, body? You are so cool. So bodies know things. That's just like, I'm just giving syphilis as an example because syphilis is on the rise. And you guys should be aware of that. If you guys are not aware that syphilis and chlamydia are on the rise, now is the time to know more about that. Okay. Uh, and that right there would be enough to maybe drop somebody's libido, just even considering that syphilis and chlamydia are on the rise. Like, nah, I don't want to touch anybody now. So, yeah, bodies. Bodies are cute. What is your body aware of? What is your body aware of? Okay, number eight. Who does it belong to anyway? If your body is aware of something and your body's like, ooh, 
there's something going on here. Oh, wait a minute. I'm actually horny, but their body's not horny. Interesting. Sometimes it can be that too, right? So who does it belong to? One of my favorite questions for anything. Is it yours, someone else's, or something else's? Because chances are you might be picking on a lot of things in this planet right now. And other times, and all the time, there's funky stuff going on on the planet but I think even just thinking about Trump being elected, that ain't so sexy. I'm thinking that my libido dropped about 500 notches when he got elected. I was like, oh, my God, do I even want to be alive now? Oh, my God, I'd rather die. Oh, my God, just shoot off my crotch. I don't want to reproduce in this planet anymore because, oh, my God, it's going to shit. Yeah, it was a bit dramatic, but uh, the libido's coming back on track. I'm going to blame my libido on Trump. And if you guys haven't blamed your libido on Trump, now's the time. So, um, I dare you, and I dare us all to write a letter. Dear Trump, you being elected has made me never want to have more children, and I'd rather leave this planet sex-free, sexless, and just get rid of my genitals so that no other people will ever have to live on this planet with you. Thank you so much. So, I have a bit of a point of view about him. Just saying. So, chances are you might be picking up on a not-so-sexy going on on the planet. Maybe some of the devastation. Maybe some of the stuff going on in the Dakotas. Maybe, you you know, you're, like, really not turned on by the Earth being massacred by people. Maybe you're really not turned on by some of the financial stuff going on in, like, India and all the other places that are having their economies go to crap. Maybe, maybe... Things are not so sexy right now on the planet. So what if um, us shutting off our sexualness is actually not a contribution to creating more ease on the planet? So what if now is the time to ramp it up and be the sexualness, the sexiness, the sexy divas, the insane sexy beasts that you truly be? Bring that out to the world. Shine that out to the universe and freaking expand ourselves so that we're not, you know, just being an angry balls of like, I don't ever want to have children because, yeah, who wants that when this is going on on the planet? So what possibilities can we actually create when we're choosing to shine on and be ourselves and expand and not hide any of us? And if we acknowledge who it belongs to and it's... Maybe the planet. Maybe it's your friend Joe down the road who maybe he's got a funky infection and he's not wanting to have sex either. Maybe you're picking up on him. Return it to sender with consciousness attached. Now, if it is the planet, what contribution can you and your body be to the planet? You can ask that. If it's like ramp up your sexiness, ramp it up. You know, if that means being, contributing, loving bodies, my friend uh Melanie Clampett who's been on this show a few times is in the in the Dakotas now right now and she's actually doing body work on people and bars on people while you know all of this stuff is going on and uh what a contribution right she's she's ramped up her you know willingness to be present with people she's well she's always been very present and so for her choosing this is just amazing and what a contribution. So sometimes it's like when you're feeling not so sexy, maybe it's time to get your hands on people and start contributing. 
if that's your thing, or maybe cooking is your thing, or building is your thing, whatever it is, what contribution can you be? Because maybe that'll ramp it up again. Again, it's not wrong if it's low, but if you'd like to change it, check out some ideas. So, uh, number nine, stop making being a horn dog totally significant. This coming from one of the world's greatest crotch strippers of all times. And I've been noted as that by a few people. Even Dane here called me one of the greatest crotch trippers in the class once. And I was like, wow, I thought you were, but I guess I am. How cool is that? So I feel honored that I was recognized as a crotch tripper. And, you know, you know, if we don't make the whole gotta get my loins, you know, rocking, if we don't make that super significant, we, you know, we can do so many other things. You know, if we don't make it significant, like, okay, your libido's down and you don't make it like you're everything. Oh my God, my libido's down. I'm, uh, and you're frustrated. You can't get your work done. You can't socialize with people. All you're sitting around thinking about is why isn't your crotch working? You know, and there are people who get that intense about it. So when you are a massive crotch stripper and your libido's down, you may make it totally significant. So... What if it isn't that significant? And number one, as soon as you make it not significant, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to change it. So just saying, what if it's not significant? I know, I just confused you. So you're welcome. Number 10, don't compare your sex drive to anybody else's. Oh my God, but Joni, she can have sex like 12 times in one night. And I can't have sex 12 times in one night. I don't understand. How come her husband can have sex 12 times in one night and my husband can't have sex 12 times in one night? And then you start doing cuckoo things and you start making yourself very, 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 very wrong for not having the sex life that you think you should have or the sex drive that you think you should have, thereby killing your own sex drive. Do you get how that goes? You judge something as real and true. You make it real and true, right? We're cute. We do that. So... What if you actually are doing something... Well, I just got an Ohio accent there for a second. Must have been thinking of my relatives from Ohio. That was cute. Um, So don't compare your sex drive. And, you know, maybe you don't desire talking about it all the time. Not a big deal. Um, Chances are you're actually utilizing that same energy for other things, like creating things, uh, whether, you know, whether you're like somebody who works with um, sculpting things like hair or, you know, maybe you're sculpting other things like uh, clay or whatever. Like you could be creating things all the time. You can be building things. You can be creating websites. You can be creating books, novels, whatever. You post on Facebook, all of that is creative. So you, you might be putting your energy into a lot of different areas that you weren't even aware you were doing. And that kind of taps into one of the first points that I made. Number 11, hold the presses. Sex is about bodies. Wait, I know. It's about bodies. I know that was alarming for all of you guys. Sex involves bodies. So, I know if you guys have ever listened to my show before, you're going to get that we ask this question all the time, but if you're brand new, this might blow your universe because the first time I heard it, it was like, what? That's a freaking awesome thing to do. Ask 
your body what it desires. Don't ask it, how can I get more horny? Because that's assuming that your body wants to get more horny. Ask your body what it desires. Possibly it doesn't desire to get more horny. Possibly your body just desires to go have a rest. Maybe your body requires nutrients, hydration. Maybe your body requires being pain-free. You know, like having massive stitches in your crotch can make you really not feel like having sex. I'm using that because that's my example of one of the reasons I wasn't feeling so sexy for a while. I had like, I just know time frame. I don't even know how many stitches, but it was like 45 minutes of stitch in my crotch, which kind of made it a little out for a long time to even put anything in the crotch. Now, I'm back on track. It's all good. We're back in working order. It's all cool. But that can contribute to uh, like a lack of a sex drive. It's just not feeling it. Number 12. I still got a few to get through before the time is up. Oh, my God. So what are what are some of the things that get you excited to wake up in the morning? Like the smell of coffee get you excited? Does thinking about um, having uh, a run or cooking something great or watching a show or going to work or meeting new clients or what gets you excited in the morning? Because chances are that thing that gets you excited is actually like getting a lot of other things in your body excited to get your adrenal glands going. Your adrenal glands will talk to your pituitary gland. Like all of these things in your endocrine system will start playing with each other, interacting with each other, jumping in, waking up all the endocrine system that is involved with working with your crotch and your, you know, get that going. So waking it up, what wakes up your body to have your body go, yeehaw, I'm alive. You know, if you could wake up every, for example, if I could wake up every day and I was like working with uh, puppets and bodies and puppets and bodies and more puppets and naked bodies and all kinds, I'd be like waking up every morning at 5 a.m. going, yay, puppets, yay, bodies, yay, naked bodies. You know, I'd probably be probably working 22 hours a day. Um, at this rate, I'm working 14 hours a day because I'm doing almost that as often as I possibly can. So a friend of mine, um, when his left arm was in a sling due to soldier, uh, soldier surgery, shoulder surgery, he felt like he was cheating with his right. That's funny. Yeah, so it can it can be kind of a funny, funny experience having uh, pain and surgeries. And what else have I got here? I've got other stuff to tell you guys about because what wakes you up in the morning? What gets you excited? Um, and choosing these things actually when you're being the full expression of you and where you're being the sexualness you are and being the sexy mofo you truly be, guess what? That contributes to your body. It contributes to the planet. It's awesome. And I encourage you to make a list because sometimes we forget what actually excites us. And we have to remember, oh, yeah, I really like doing that. I forgot. I've been so in the slump of looking at things that I don't like doing and doing the things I don't like doing that I forgot what I like doing. So sometimes making that list can really assist. So number 13. This is a good one because it's something that I've become more aware of recently. Is there something you are hiding from you that you've always dreamed of trying and never had the kahunis to ask for it? And it's not just things like... It's not just like fantasies you want to live out, but what else are you hiding from you? Um, 
it was funny because one of the things I was hiding from me was like a desire to have like some crazy degree. I don't even know where it's coming from. And, and part of it I'm aware is something that I always desired, but never really felt like I had the energy time or need for it. And now I think, wouldn't it just be fun to have PhD after my name? What would it take to create that? Right. So, things I'm playing with and it kind of excites me to think oh how fun would it be to have a PhD after my name and that is something that I was hiding from me and it's it's not like a you know a secret fantasy so some things will actually excite you and excite your body you didn't even realize you were hiding from you and it can be sexually related it could be like oh I secretly want a threesome I want it with all women I want it with two guys I want it with like whatever the deal is like what are you hiding from you that if you were to actually start to ask for it would bust your libido loose? You know, it doesn't have to be about sex. That's the craziest thing. It could be about anything and it can bust your libido loose. So start asking. Find out what's going down. Because sometimes, sometimes, and sometimes, and most of the time, when you do ask, you will get information. And also, uh, when you find out what you're hiding from you, you'll find out that you actually weren't hiding it from so many other people around you. Like, if I were probably to say to my mom, hey, mom, you know, I'm really excited. I think I'd like to have PhD after my name. She'd be like, yeah, I know. I've known that forever about you. I'd be like, what? How did you know that? Sometimes we think we're hiding stuff from ourselves that we're, everybody else can see. Um, for example, I did a recent post on Facebook last week. It was like pictures of me when I was like 17. And there was a lot of things that I like was hiding from me from the marks that I had in university that I realized were like, wow, it's amazing I even got out of university uh, to the, you know, the pictures I was hiding that I'm um, looking at. And I was like, wow, those are really nice pictures. And there were things about me that I was hiding from me um, that was like really funny to hear the response from a lot of people, not just on Facebook, but um, you know, people in home um, in my family that were responding to me outside of that saying, yeah, I'll, I always knew that about you, though. Like, I always knew you could do that. And I was like, what? It's just been so funny. So when you actually think you're hiding things from people or yourself, yeah, probably not. So uh, maybe it could be easier just to let it all out. Just be vulnerable, play barriers down, bring it out to the world see what shows up because if you're hiding it from you that's great you're trying to hide it from the world other people are seeing it nobody can contribute to it until you actually start choosing it and showing it and being willing to like have it show up when you're willing to have it show up you never know what else is possible so keep asking what else is possible so number 14 on this list is a change of scenery maybe do it by some trees it's all about location, 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 people. We know this for um, real estate. Why not for sex too, right? Why not? Ask yourself too. If I was somewhere else that my body really enjoys, like maybe basking in the sun, being on ski slopes, being in a hot tub, whatever it is that you like, like if you were doing any of those things, would your libido be jumping? Um, I know that if I was like basking in the sun, uh, you know, waves are crashing in the background, uh, Manuel is like over bringing me some kind of like beautiful daiquiris, 
and like waving me with a fan uh, shade for fan, and I, I think I'd be turned on. I'm pretty sure my body would be turned on. So location, location, location. Does your body require being somewhere else? So wherever that is, start paying attention. If it's actually something that you'd like to change, uh, pay attention to your body. If it'd like to go on vacation, if it would like to be somewhere else in a different space, in a different whatever that is, it can actually uh, kick in those juices and get them flowing again. So number 15. Um, Now here's a cute one because we forget this all the time and I just remembered it at number 15, which is, have you been grateful for your body lately? Just please be grateful for all of it, no matter what it looks like, moves like, smells like, and tastes like. Start with something that's true for you. And maybe, you know, maybe it's even just starting with, hey, I have a nice shape of nail bed. Or, oh, I'm so grateful that some of my teeth are straight, or all of my teeth are straight, or whatever. Um, You don't have to go for your whole body at once. Go for what's true for you, because the more you go for what's true for you, the more you can expand it to other parts of your body and start to see more of it. If you start going to parts that you're lying about, like, I love my boobs. Well, if I started with that, that would have been a lie for me. But if I started with, hey, I actually like the shape of my fingers. Cool. Start there, because that's true for me. And then I can go to other things that will expand beyond that. And I told my husband what the topic of this show was. He gave me this look and he was like, uh, why? What's going on? Something going on that I'm not aware of? What's happening? Like, I just need a topic. I have nothing to talk about tonight. I just came up with this at 4.30 in the afternoon when I came home from school and I wasn't feeling very horny because I've been dealing with screaming children all day and one kid threatened to beat me up and smash the classroom. So... I wasn't feeling very turned on. And so he was like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, if people don't feel horny, why not just tell them just go to sleep instead? I'm like, aren't you freaking cute? So that's my husband's tip of the day. Just go to sleep. I'm so glad he doesn't do this show. This show would be done in 12 and a half seconds, right? Isn't that the cutest thing? So, so grateful for for him and his contribution to my laugh and hilarity. And I want to thank all of you guys for joining me tonight, for listening live, for listening in the future, for being in the chat room. I always love having people chatting with us in the chat room. It's such a contribution to have your energy be part of the show. Um, For those of you who enjoy my shows and would like uh, more of me, I'd love to have more of you. So contact me on my website. Um, contact me on Facebook, Melitza Jelinek. There's a lot of us. I'm the one that's extra super cute, and I'm also the one that has uh, A to Zen or The Pleasure Zone. You can check that out, Pleasure Zone Radio Show on uh, Facebook. You can add us, like us. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melitza Jelinek will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.